Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, October 1st. Thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. Um, just to remind everybody, if you have a comment or a question, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, it's 914-803-4399. Now I'm going to turn it over to Denise for a few minutes. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. Um the beauty news that I have for tonight is pretty much um, a topic. I just want to jump right in and, and um, get things started. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about the whole Makeup uh, Forever uh, comment that they posted. We assume about Fenty Beauty. Um, I'm assuming everyone knows, and if not, I'll uh, bring you all up to date. Pretty much uh, Makeup Forever posted a few days, um, I think earlier this week, maybe Tuesday, I believe, um, they posted a, a picture of their um, HD foundation range, and the caption underneath said, 40 shades is nothing new to us. Since 2015, the Ultra HD Foundation released 40 shades for everyone's unique skin tone, understanding the difference between red and yellow undertones. With expertise, time, and passion, we shall continue to develop and improve our products for pros, for you, for everyone. And then they list a few hashtags, uh, Makeup Forever, um, Makeup of the Day, uh, Makeup Inspo, Flawless, BU, Ultra HD Generation. Um, there were tons of comments out there. There were tons of people who came to uh, Rihanna's defense, Fenty Beauty's defense. But uh, Rihanna herself took it upon herself to uh, respond, and she responded, laugh out loud, still ashy. And then she also responded, shook. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for me, I just think the the whole thing, the whole post is ridiculous. I think, first of all, it, it, it doesn't matter who, who claims to have come out with 40 shades first. It doesn't matter. I never knew Makeup Forever actually had 40 shades. Um, Honestly, I've I, the foundation is great. Um, it gives great coverage. Um, very useful for HD. Um, I found a lot of the lighter tones to be very pink. I, um, I found um, that you had to actually um, 
mix some of the lighter tones with the little uh, with the little uh, yellow tones um, foundation. This is just my experience. Um, just working with working with actors of all nationalities, all skin tones, all colors. I just found some of the foundations to be very uh, very pink on the on the lighter end, and a little red on the darker end. But what do you all think? Well, first, before we ask what they think, let me just <laughs> bring them on the line and introduce um, tonight's panelists. We have joining us again is Myla Thomas, and then we also have Miss Katanda James. So, welcome to the show, both of you ladies. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. What do you guys What do you guys think about uh, that comment? And I and like like she said, you can only assume they were hinting at Fenty Beauty, especially because. You know, all the Fenty fans responded. Um, I have yet to try her liquid foundations because they're they're always sold out. Um, just based on your experience or your thoughts, what do you ladies think about that? And I, I know, Myla, I remember when you were here the last time, you did say you used a lot of uh, the Makeup Forever uh, liquid foundations. Right. Um, I, I do. I I have similar experiences. Um, can you guys hear me? Just want to make sure. Yes, yes we can. Okay, okay, great. Um, just, I had similar experiences to yours with some of the foundations uh, being on the on the pinker side. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I get a, when it gets when it gets darker, it gets it tends to go you know a little more red. Right. But like I said in my last uh, the last time I was on, I love mixing and mixing my foundations so. I always, right. you know, would mix my Makeup Forever foundations with the Black Opal Stick foundations to get that right. color that I really, really needed. So, you know, I really felt like there were some gaps, you know, in their foundations, you know. And I always had to, like I said, resort to my 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 lines for women of color to get right. that um, exact tone that I needed. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I agree with you. Like, I always had to, you know supplement. Right. To get what I need. Yeah. Now, do do any so, of you be- believe that it was a little foolish on Makeup Forever's uh-huh. um so make on, you know, for them to just post something like that? Like why was that necessary to say? Um I, can, can you repeat again the last part that they said cuz the last part was, you know, just very like shady to me. What was the last portion of that comment that they said? Uh, of 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 their comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah of makeup, makeup forever's comment. Okay, the last portion. Um, I'll just go ahead and read the whole thing. It says, "Forty shades is nothing new to us. Since 2015, the Ultra HD Foundation released 40 shades for everyone's unique skin tone, understanding the difference between red and yellow undertones." And then the last part says. With expertise, time, and passion, we shall continue to develop and improve our products for pros, for you, for everyone. Mm, gotcha. Hmm. Well, you I know, mean, it sounds like they are—they're like a little, a little afraid of this fancy beauty, like that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like exactly. It's very obvious. It's very obvious because that it, you're a little afraid yeah. of it. You know what I believe? It's funny because I believe there are other brands out there who who are probably fearful as well. They were just smart enough not to say it on social media. And this is what I think. You know, there have been tons of brands out there who never really carried um, a full range of color for all women for years. 
You know, it's very popular now. The woman of color is very popular. I'll just say it. The black woman is very popular now. That black skin tone is very popular. So you're going to have tons of brands coming out with the darkest of darkest shades that nobody's going to wear. So it's almost insulting to put out um, some of the colors that I've seen. That's like, uh, come on, you really don't understand um, our skin Mm -hmm. at all, actually. And so these brands are afraid. They're threatened. Fenty Beauty came out, they lined up in Sephora, and they bought it out on the first day. You know, foundations were selling out within two and three hours. They're all afraid. But to create a a line with all of these extra shades um, and thinking that, okay, now that we have some dark colors in our line, because that's all they're looking at it as, dark colors. Now that we have the dark Mm -hmm. colors in our line, then they're going to buy from us. See, they understand that, you know, we have the money to purchase cosmetics, and we do purchase cosmetics. And that's all for them. Right. It's just a business. It's just about the dollar bill. It's not really about understanding our skin tones. It's not about being inclusive. It's just, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. using all these fancy buzzwords, you know, you know, just mm-hmm. to, actually just to make the dollar. It's like that's why I right. support you know, the brands that are made specifically for women of color and who have been saying that they've been for women of color for the longest time. Uh Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's why I support them. Not only are they, they're amazing, but um, I support them too because it's a little bit, it's a passion, it's more of a passion project, you know. Exactly. Like you said, just about the dollar. Like, I really know that they really do care um, about our skin. You know, they care. I appreciate the brands that not only, you know, give us the products with all the color range and undertones, because you have to understand there's undertones, too. Right. You know, there is a yellow undertone. There's a warm undertone. There's even an olive undertone for, you know, our right. Ethiopian sisters and our, and our right. African sisters that have the olive tone. That's why I've always supported MAC yep. Cosmetics. Yep. Because, you mm-hmm. know, MAC, mm-hmm. you know, they gave us that NC50, you know, that was for that specific right. girl. You know, they gave us that right. olive tone. You know, I, I always appreciated that. But, you know, also lines that understand that we have we have oily skin, you know, we have dry skin, you know, like not only just giving us a, a jet black color and a yellow, you know, color, but giving us some things for our skincare needs too. That's right. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Like you have these brands that don't really even give us that. I have very oily skin, so I can't go out and buy, you know, a foundation that has mineral oil in it. Right. I don't care what color it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's about the passion exactly. and it's about understanding. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um I agree with you guys. Yeah, and I I just think I you know, to be honest with you, you know, no matter who says what, I'm I'm thankful that the companies are out there making an effort no matter what, even though it's all about the dollar bill for them and they want to jump in the, mm-hmm. you know, the color game because they want to, you know, include yeah. women of color now. It doesn't matter to me yeah. what their reasoning are and why they're doing it. I'm just glad that they're doing it. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, but, but I am shouting out all the brands who who are focused on women of color and not, not trying to, you know, keep people out, but recognizing that, there is a need um, for women of color, right? And those, you know, those product brands who are, you know, who are specifically for women of color, and who are doing what you said earlier, Mala. You know, they're addressing 
those undertones and they they understand that, you know, it's not just about matching foundation, but also we have to address undertones. And so I'm happy about those brands that are doing yeah. that. Absolutely. Me too. And I support them 100%. Right, yeah. What do you think, Katanda? I uh, actually agree with um, you ladies. Um, I feel like a lot of times, like you said, it's not a passion project. Um, It's more so about the dollar bill. Um, I am a person, I uh, I always mixed shades and um, different foundations, even different brands of foundations mixed together to get the shade or the undertone that I need. Mm-hmm. So I haven't come across thus far any brand that I do not feel like I have to mix. Um, even being an ex-MAC makeup artist, I used to mix MAC uh, foundations all the time, different shades. Um, I do feel like MAC um, has been one of the only brands that's always had a wide range of shades for women of all colors. Um, so being that Fenty Beauty has come out and they've, you know, made it a point to include such, you know, shades of darker ranges, I feel like um, make Makeup Forever is, like, definitely throwing shade. Uh, <laughs> it's totally not necessary. Um, there's room in the you know market for many brands, um, not even just the larger ones, but even independent brands as well. So I think that was totally a bad mistake um, on their part, and I don't know whose idea it was to do that, but it it was pretty ridiculous to me. Um, right. in my opinion, <laughs> and not necessary. Like, if you've had these 40 shades and you are killing the game with your HD foundations, why do you feel the right. need to even speak up and say anything? Right. And, so that's and, my and thought. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, I think you're right when you mention that because think about it. You know, I think, you know, you both mentioned um, Mac and their products. You didn't see Mac commenting and saying anything crazy like that. You know, you exactly. you the thing is, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter who brings out a new a, a new brand. You know, if you know you're doing what what uh, you were purposed to do, you just keep doing it. You know, you keep doing it. For you sure. keep making yeah. products better. You don't just, you know, you don't show your insecurities. You know, because you're threatened by the you know the next new thing. Exactly. 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 You know what? Fenty Beauty must really be doing well. They must really be doing well because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that we're even mm-hmm. talking about what they posted is crazy to me. So they must be doing extremely, extremely well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's good to When be. you walk into the store uh-huh. and it's sold out. Yeah, every single time. Sold out, you know. <laughs> every single time. But you know what? Yeah. Only time will tell, though, because a lot of people – because, you know, when I hear when I say something about it, everybody says, yeah, because it's good. But I'm saying to myself, well, do you know that it's really good? Or, is you know, mm-hmm. are people just running because it's Fenty? You know, it's Brianna, and they're just running because mm-hmm. of the name, and they're grabbing it. Now, it's one thing mm-hmm. if you buy it, and it's good, and then you continue mm-hmm. to buy it. That's one thing. But if you're, you know, right. the first few weeks, the first few weeks, I'm just going to say, 
everybody's running because they want to try this this fancy product. Then uh-huh. let some let some months go by and let's see if it's still if we can if they can keep it on the shelf after that. It'll be interesting exactly. to see. Interesting. So, yeah, well, I know the little few products that I purchased uh-huh. so far are really nice and I like. I just can't get my hands on that foundation. <laughs> I just can't. So we yeah, shall see. I, I haven't played with the foundation yet either, but I've played with her um, her pow- her shimmer powders, which are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Yeah, they're nice. Um, they're really nice. I mean, I'm, I've, 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 I mean, it's something I've never, like, felt or touched anything of that texture before. So that was mm-hmm. definitely, you know, some it's very unique. Their their shimmer powders, and um, you know, I think like the the little sticks that have like their little colors to them that you can mix with the shimmer powders, very innovative. I appreciate innovative products, so I appreciate mm-hmm. it for that. It's definitely yeah, something right. that I've never touched before, or felt before. Yeah. And those well, are the only sure. those are the only two things I were able to get my hands on actually, and I really I love them. Yeah. <clears throat> very good, very very good. I was, I was surprised. I had to touch it and feel it myself before I, I had, you know, I had to, you know, I just go by it until I had, I had to see it for myself. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times, a lot of times, celebrities they can make whack products just because mm-hmm. their name, right? You know, but when I, I heard that, you know, Rihanna really, really went into the labs and really, you know, um, was a part of the process. And making it really, really unique and great, you know, I, I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, ladies, let's take a quick, quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. So speaking of product brands, what do you ladies think about um, these cosmetic brands, of course, that are focused on women, of course, and they have beauty influencers who are representing their brands who are men. Now, not attacking men, but men with <laughs> facial hair, beard, full beards, mustaches, and a face full of makeup. Oh, anybody have any thoughts on that? Yeah. You, hmm. Why don't you go ahead and talk first, Katana? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to be the first person. Okay, let me just say oh, this. Oh, my Sandra. goodness. Let, let me just say this. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm so over it. You know, I, to be honest, I don't want, and, and it's just me. Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned. Maybe I'm not open and to a lot of new things. Um, but if I'm interested in a brand, I really don't want to see um, a man wearing the makeup as if they were a woman. I don't. I don't want to see your facial hair. It's because to me, I'm. Not, it, I can't. That doesn't transfer to me. Like it, it's not gonna. It's not relatable. Um, you know what I mean? Because you know, I'm trying to get rid of hair above my lip from time to time. Or <laughs> so that doesn't. That doesn't. You know, I can't look at that guy and say, "Oh, okay." I can visualize how that might look on me. I can't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that's not cute to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, you know, I, I think it, it's unfortunate because, I mean, you know, I, I support anyone and their passions and their dreams. And if they love makeup and they're passionate about makeup and, you know, they want to do it on themselves, that's great. Um, and, you know, hey, you know, to each his own and, and as far as that goes. But I just feel like um, it's all about numbers, you know, mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. it's all about numbers. And these men that do have these campaigns and have these facial hairs and full face of makeup and highlight and contour, you know, it was, their numbers are, are selling their products for them, you know. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. right. the makeup on their face or how well they mm-hmm. do it, you know. Mm-hmm. If they have this insurmountable, you know, amount of follow, followers and um, companies, are looking at those numbers, and then mm-hmm. they have to take it from there and make it make sense because you know you really do have to take it from there and make it and make it make sense because that that product like we look at Haley Berry, um, I think what is she the uh, she was the um, brand ambassador or the per, a person for was a cover girl, you know mm-hmm. I think it was Revlon. And we want to Revlon, Revlon, and we want to purchase mm-hmm. everything on her face because she wears it well, you know, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But um, for them, I mean, it's all about the numbers, and that's just another conversation because right. it's not about them being an amazing makeup artist. It's not about them being beautiful, wearing the foundation wear, or, re- or representing women. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just about the numbers. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it's about, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah I but agree. I, you know, um, hey, if a man wants to wear makeup, hey, you know, you know, yes, you know serve, do it, you know. But yeah, I don't it doesn't make me want to go out and buy every product. No, it doesn't make me want to go out and buy every product. Not at all. Right. <laughs> I totally agree. Um and me being a hairstylist as well, um I I think it goes both ways as far as um makeup and hair. Um I feel like women sometimes take to or they receive 
things from men mm-hmm. better than they do from another woman. So I think that has yes. a lot to do with it. They um, do. I could say, oh, my gosh, girl, you should cut your hair in a bob and dye blonde and blah, 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 or whatever. And she's looking mm-hmm. at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but then one mm-hmm. of my male coworkers could tell her the same thing, and she's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, what? I just told you that. <laughs> like, right. what's going right. on here? So I think um, that's the thing that women, for whatever reason, they take compliments and their um, their self-esteem is boosted by men more so than another woman. But as for me, like, I take a compliment from another woman sometimes to more value than I do from a man. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just me. So being yeah. in the numbers and just the way that women receive, you know, the information and the compliments from women versus men, I think that that plays a lot in it as well um numbers and followers and all of that it's like you know it's the thing now like if you don't have a lot of followers then you might be overlooked because you don't Mm -hmm. and then they pick the next person that has like she said an unsurmountable number of followers but this person is even not a professional and so how can you pick someone that's a non-professional over a professional that's actually had training and education Mm -hmm. and experience just because of the numbers but it equates to dollars so I mean that's what the world has come to (laughs) well let me ask you let me ask you you know because years ago there weren't as many cosmetics brands and even if it was all about the numbers then, we wouldn't even know about that, you mm-hmm. know, because it wasn't mm-hmm. so obvious and in our face. We knew that companies spent large amounts of money on advertising dollars, you know, I mean, use larger mm-hmm. advertising dollars, you know, to advertise. We know now mm-hmm. that they don't even have to spend half that amount any longer because of social media. And because of these influencers, and now all they have to do is take a couple of them on a vacation somewhere and, and give them all these products and even name a couple of them after them or whatever, mm-hmm. and, they're, and that's it. And that's nothing compared to what they used to spend in advertising dollars just to put, you know, put ads in several magazines, you know, or billboards right. or what have you. So. My question to you guys, because it's all about the numbers now, it's all about the dollars, it's all about your social media numbers, how many followers you have, is social media beginning to be too much? Is it is it destroying our the beauty industry in any way? Um, is, it, hmm. is it just not good for our industry? What do you guys think about social media at this point and the effects that it has had on our industry? Hmm. You know, whether it be product, whether it be, you know, whether it be talent, whatever. Uh Well, I'll speak from experience. Um, I work for, like, a very large beauty company, Um, (laughs) and I have for a long time. It's just that um, over the past three to four years, I've worked in a different aspect. Um, with them, I used to be like a beauty consultant, uh, brand ambassador, but now I actually work in, in with the labs. So I get a chance to see a lot of things that I was basically blinded to before. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, just speaking from my own experience, when I'd say 10 years ago, um, 
they used to take a bunch of uh, professional hairstylists and makeup artists and skincare specialists, and they would do these tours for different products and product launches and different brands within, within that, you know, underneath that umbrella of the company. And they would pay us very well to do those things, and we would actually go out, and these were consumer-based events, so we would have one-on-one conversations with the consumers. We would be able to work with them and to give them the product knowledge and to demonstrate the products. And now those events are, like, obsolete because they're using the influencers to do that same very thing on their YouTube channel or on Instagram, but they're not actually really, you know, coming in contact with the consumer. And I feel like it's a different thing, but because they do have the followers and they can reach, these companies feel like they can reach people that they normally wouldn't be able to um, because these these, um, influencers have the followers, oh, that type of demographic we wouldn't necessarily get a chance to reach if we did these sorts of events or, you know, it's just, it's just, it's kind of taking over from, for me, the professional aspect of what we do um, because you can have someone that just has a YouTube channel and 100,000 subscribers that's talking about this product and telling everyone that it's great when you're not necessarily sure if they know if they have product knowledge or if, you know, if you're using the product on yourself, it might work well for you, but it may not work well for 10,000 other people that are out here in the market that are looking to purchase the product. It just, to me, it's not the same. And to me, it is very disheartening. And I feel like it does affect us who are professionals in the industry because I'm a person, I don't do a lot of social media activity, and um, I'm more hands-on and one-on-one, but so sometimes if I don't have the numbers or I don't have this these pictures and the people that I've worked with displayed across my social media platform, then I may miss out on a job because of that, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. fair. Uh-huh. Right. Now, Mala, you do have right. a large following. Um but do you think? Um, I, do you? I think it's a uh, it's a decent amount. It's a decent mm-hmm. following. Um, you know, I have I have friends that you know have you know way more than me. Um, I, it's decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, I come from the old school. Like you know, I talked to you about couple weeks ago, I you know, I come from the old school of where, you know, I didn't have social media when I first started. You know, mm-hmm. I had to start, you know, from the ground up. You know, I worked at a counter, you know, and then I transitioned in um, to um, a modeling agency and, you know, transitioned into TV. But I literally, you know, came from where you really had to uh, learn your craft. You really had to, you had to really hone your craft mm-hmm. and, and like like uh, Cantana was saying, um, understand you know product knowledge and how products work on different skin tones and different facial shapes and eye shapes and nose shapes and and discoloration and skin problems. I mean that's an artist if you can take products and really teach um, you know any woman who walks up to you how to use it, no matter what color she is, no matter what shape her face is, or what problems mm-hmm. she may have with your skin, because you're knowledgeable of that product. To me, what it boils down to is we have our makeup enthusiasts versus makeup artists, and there is a difference. 
And I mm-hmm. am quick to tell you, and I don't have any, uh, I don't, I don't hide it, you know. If you are a YouTube star and you only do makeup on yourself, you are a makeup enthusiast. I don't consider you an artist. Mm-hmm. An artist is someone who I don't care what shape, face, color, whether it's a man or, you know, a woman, um, what nationality, you can make them you can you can you can make them look better and help them with products so they can feel better about themselves when they're using the product. You know, and there's a difference, and I, I agree with Katana. You know, it's it's very disheartening when you have um, the you know companies going to enthusiasts who are not credible. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're not mm-hmm. really credible. But I feel like that that is not going to sustain. That's not going to sustain them through the years, and I feel like it's going to die out mm-hmm. really soon. I, I honestly do because I see it already, you know, with companies um, that reach out to me, you know, and I honestly, I don't have 5 million followers. I don't have a million followers, but what I do have is a um, a resume and a portfolio that shows that I'm a credible artist and I can teach your mm-hmm. consumer how to use the product. And that's what they're going to always go like, back to. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because it's all, it's all about the art. It's all about that, you know. It's makeup is forever evolving and changing. You have to have someone who is creative enough to evolve and change with it. But if if someone only does makeup on their face and they're comfortable with their face shape and what looks great on them, how are they going to evolve and how are they going to teach your consumer? Mm-hmm. Right, problem, and you know, I mean, companies are running. It, that's a roadblock for companies right now. They're running into that problem. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I I agree. It's a, it's it's um it's disheartening, but I believe I do see change, and I do see the I do see it, you know, them running back to credible makeup artists, no matter how many followers mm-hmm. you have, you know, mm-hmm. they're gonna need those artists to you know, be the credible people in their you know for their company. Exactly, and you said exactly. something that was important. You said you know. You said that you could teach the consumer, and I thought back when uh, Katanda was speaking, I was thinking, and she talked about the reach. And my question is, what do, what do these companies do with that so-called reach? You know, because you have all these followers, you can reach this person, and you can reach that group of people. My thing is, mm-hmm. with the people that these these uh, YouTube stars or Instagram stars and these, you know, these um, – I don't know what you call them, but, you know, they do these videos and they get all these products or what have you, mm-hmm. these beauty enthusiasts, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what does the company do with their reach? They can reach all of these people, but once they reach these people, are those people actually purchasing? I know you might tell them that this red lipstick is so great and I'm trying it on mm-hmm. myself and it looks great on me, you should buy it. But uh-huh. are they actually buying? See, that, those are the numbers I would love to see. You know, what yeah. what are the people doing once you reach them? Are they buying? Uh-huh. You know, or are you just re- or are you just repeating this over and over and over and over again? Because why we have to spend some money on advertising, and we're going to do it through social media. Uh-huh. It costs us uh-huh. thousands and thousands and thousands less than what it normally would have. Yeah. So whether they're buying it or not you know, yeah. we're going to keep doing uh-huh. it. But you uh-huh. make a great point yeah. because they can't teach everyday women. Uh-huh. 
you know, because, again, they're doing the makeup on themselves. They're not out there mm-hmm. um, playing around on different skin tones. It, it, it reminds me of, do you guys watch, um, what is the new, American Beauty Star? Do you guys watch that show? I haven't. I haven't. It. I haven't seen it, no. Okay. So it comes on, I think, Friday nights, but we were sitting down watching On Demand, uh, the, one of the episodes last night, and there are hairstylists and makeup artists who are the contestants. Now, each competition, you have to do everything. You have to dress the person. You have to do hair. You have to do makeup. But you have a you have a partner. Um, and so I'm assuming, because they weren't, like, showing everything, so I'm assuming that the partner, like, if you're if you're a makeup artist, you're doing the makeup, and then the partner is doing the hair, or if, or if the contestant is a hairstylist, Okay, so if the contestant is a hairstylist, they'll show the contestant doing the hair, and then their partner will be doing the makeup. Well, there's uh-huh. a contestant on there who's a YouTube star, and uh-huh. she's competing. Uh-huh. And she's she's competing with these people who are hairstylists. Who some a lot of them own their own salons. Have been been you know been a hairstylist for 15, 20 years. You have these people who are makeup artists, professional makeup artists, and they've been doing makeup for a very long time. And then there's this YouTube star who's in the mix uh-huh. with that. And it just reminds me of, you know, what are these YouTube stars? Because actually, to be honest with you, the, the model that she did, when her the final result, she looked just like the YouTube star. And so uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she did, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not trying to throw shade her way or be mean, but she looked just like the YouTube star. And so my thing is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what are these people, you know, what are these people doing? How will they be able to um, function when it comes to the everyday woman? Because when it's all said uh-huh. and done, that's who's buying the product hair product, makeup uh-huh, product, yeah. nail product, whatever it is. Those are the people who exactly. are buying. I don't care how many celebrities you do using this product, the celebrities aren't really buying it. Most of uh-huh. them are looking for you to give it to them. Give um, it to them. You know? That's right. So for the most part, it's the everyday woman. But you say, Mala, that you see some change coming, so I'm I'm really hoping that that is the case. <laughs> Yeah, girl, I feel like oh, change don't come. I mean, it's got to, you know, it, it, it has to. Like I tell you, you know, we spoke about in the last show how I feel like because we have makeup enthusiasts um, who do makeup on themselves, um, I, um, I've i even had clients who, let's say, for instance, would go to a, um, a Huda Beauty page, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but they will go to her page uh-huh. and it's, you know, all these pictures of her face, right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her complexion. And she's, you know, like an N35 or something like that. You know, she's, you know, a very light complexion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will have, like, a black girl, you know, a brown-skinned girl <laughs> who would go to her page and look at me and tell me I want to look like her. I want that <laughs> You know, and I look, you know, and she's dead serious. Like, I want this highlight. Mm-hmm. I want... I want that shade of lipstick. Now, we all know as professionals that that um, snow white highlight is not going to work on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that shade of lipstick is not going to look like this on you. But it's kind of like, you know, people are getting, I don't know, um, brainwashed. 
into mm-hmm. wanting to look just like this girl right here. And it's a certain mm-hmm. look. You guys know what the look is. Mm-hmm. It dominates Instagram. And mm-hmm. everybody wants to look like Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. That's my number mm-hmm. one request. My number one mm-hmm. request. I, told, I want to look natural. I want to look like Kim Kardashian. Okay. And then they'll <laughs> so care, okay, what complexion they are. <laughs> it's like that is not going to work for you. So people are getting, um, I, I want to, I just would say, I don't want to say sick of because that's like such a negative term, but I want to say they're just, they're just getting worn out. Of, of of looking at the same look over and over and over again and um, brands, like they have so many different products that there are to sell, you know, so many different ways of you can, of wearing your makeup. You don't have to have this highlight, you know, you don't have to have this, you don't have to have that. But I just feel like people are going to get tired of the clones. People want mm-hmm. something unique, you know what I'm saying? Like people mm-hmm. are, that's why they love Fenty Beauty you know, Rihanna came right. out with something super unique, and people have been craving that, you know? Right. So I just I just feel like, you know, it's going to take that real artist to really push through. Push. You have to push. Even, even me sometimes, I have to step away from Instagram. I have to step away from these pages and really dig down into who I really am as an artist and start creating looks that I believe in and I love mm-hmm. to show women that you don't have to look like this. You can look like this. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to wear this highlight all the time. You don't even have to wear a highlight, period. You know, it's not even necessary. Right. So right. I just feel like people are going to have to, you don't have to put that highlight on the tip of your nose. It's not even necessary all the time, mm-hmm. you know. So I just feel like, you know, us as true artists, we have to dig down and really pull from within and create what we believe in, you know, because that's what Matt Cosmetics was about, and that's why they became so huge. Yeah. You, know, you had real artists out there, you know, wearing black lipstick, you know, hot pink lipstick, you know, I mean, it was all about just being creative and, and wearing what you felt was, you know, your mm-hmm. creative, you know, your your creative, mm-hmm. like creative, creative spirit. So I think that's what it's, people are yearning for that, I feel like. People are right. yearning for unique, you know, that's why we love Solange's music. We're like, oh, yeah, finally, you know. Right. Something, right. you know, true. <laughs> That it all goes together: fashion, art, music, makeup, beauty. You know, we want something just unique. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just see a change coming, y'all. Well, so. Well, wait a minute. Well, what I think. The, um, the... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Katanda. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think um, to add to Milo's uh, commentary there. And this gets back to I think one of your topics that you'll have for tonight. <laughs> But the filters and the yes, um, that's what I was talking about next. These people don't really look like that picture that you're longing for anyway. Right. So like, exactly. it's not realistic. Exactly. Super. It's super. It's super unrealistic. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if y'all ready to talk about that, but yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about that because. You know, when you just, just, and that's so funny that you mentioned that, Katanya, because as as Milo was speaking, the, the thought that came into my mind, I remembered seeing uh, Nene Leakes one time, and I'm thinking about, like, what she looks like with no makeup on and what she looks like with makeup on. So when you when Milo was talking, I, that came into my head, and then, then I thought about the filter question. So 
that's right on time. But but that's the thing. When you see these people on their Instagram pages or even on TV, on these reality television shows, and you think, oh, wow, they look great. I want to look like that. Uh-huh. But first of all, I hope you have your eyes <laughs> open and realize that they're wearing a ton of makeup on these on these reality television shows. A ton. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it while you're watching TV, and that darn camera definitely sees it. So they're wearing a ton of makeup. So when you see mm-hmm. see them on their social media pages, yes, most of that stuff is filtered. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not filtered, it's still a ton of makeup. What everyday woman is going to sit still to do her to do her makeup like that, which she probably won't be able to achieve on her own anyway? And then there's mm-hmm. so many women out there who are who are makeup artists anyway or maybe think they're makeup artists that they they can achieve that look. Right. Well, who in their right That's mind has much. that kind of time? Who has that time? <laughs> in their <Yeah>. right mind. <laughs> they, the average the average con- consumer and average woman they don't realize they don't realize yeah. what goes into making that face cuz we can make it look seamless and we can make it look flawless. But you mm-hmm. know it's like that meme, it's like that funny meme. Um, where a woman asked the makeup artist, um, tell me what you used. And the makeup artist is like, are you sure you want to get into this? And it's like a scroll. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is a scroll. It's like a thousand products, literally. Right. So, you know, it's, I mean, it is unrealistic. And, um, you know, for the for the average woman who has, you know, three kids and has to get up at 5 a.m. and, go to work and make it to yoga and get the kids to school, like, you're really not going to do that. Um, right. They want, that. like, a five to ten minute piece. <laughs> they definitely want a five to ten. I personally want a five to ten minute piece, you know, for my right. schedule. Um, now, so. now, let's think, Let's talk a little bit about filtering for um, the professional artist. If you're, well, the professional or if you're trying to do makeup and you're not quite there yet, what do you think about, you know, these photos on Instagram where, you know, you're doing makeup and then you're, you know, you're applying a filter to your work? Um, I don't apply filters to my work. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll post a picture of myself with, like, an Instagram filter, and you know what it is. Okay, we all right. know what that filter does. But I don't do it right. to my work. I don't do a filter to my work. Um, I, I don't mind retouching, you know, uh, lightly, um, especially if it's a, a celebrity client, like I definitely will take away a mustache. Okay. It's going to go, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll retouch, you know, blemishes and that sort of thing. Um, just as, uh, lightly as I possibly can without really distorting or, you know, taking away from the art, but, mm-hmm. Blatantly placing a filter on my work, I don't do that. And I, I, I really highly recommend that makeup artists don't do it. Mm-hmm. Not, not to your work. I agree. Not to something that you're like saying this is my work. No, I wouldn't do that. No, but you all have yeah. seen that, though, right? Yeah, I've seen it. I have definitely and, seen um, it. I see it a lot. I just, <laughs> yeah, I don't respect it as much, you know. I don't, because I can't, I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah. I don't know what the, um, you don't really know what the artist can do. um, Right. It's like when we used to have um, 
portfolios and you would take your book into some place and even if like the photographer did too much retouching <laughs> they mm-hmm. would ask yeah. to see something that's a more of a raw image like it's the same right. idea the same concept you shouldn't do it right yeah. it shouldn't be over right. the top right exactly i i like for my images to look sharp you know i like for mm-hmm. you to be able to see the details you know, I like for you to be able to see every hair and the eyebrow. You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, there's and the skin. In the skin, you know, I want you to be able to see the gloss on the skin, the texture of the skin. I want you to be able to see that. Yeah, that's important for me. Um, mm-hmm. as a, as an artist, I feel like I just I like the the details. Um, you know, there's a camera I purchased, the Sony A6000. And that camera has a beauty filter on it that a lot of makeup artists use. And when I first purchased it, I thought I would like it. And then Mm -hmm. I absolutely hated it. You know, I was like, oh, I hate this. Like, how can I, you know, and I turned it off. You can manually go in and turn the beauty filter off so you can really see the the raw image, you know. But a lot of makeup artists use that, and they keep that on there. So, you know, that's another layer. That's another layer. Your camera is doing it for you. Uh Uh-huh. You know, yeah, it's I, prefer, I prefer. Yeah, I like I like to be able to see the details. I just I feel like when I go to a makeup artist page and I see that every picture is filtered, um, I feel like it waters down their brand. Mhm. I do. I just feel like it. And I, I mean, if they ask me personally, I would say, you know, don't do that. You know, choose mm-hmm. great lighting, and you don't have to do that. <laughs> Right. You know, do it. That's true. A person in natural or, daylight. There's nothing wrong with that. I feel like too. Um, if sometimes mm-hmm. they have a lighter touch and the makeup's not so heavy and harsh, it helps as well. Yes. Because when Absolutely. you add the filter, it softens everything up. So if you just have a lighter yes. touch with your brushes and your fingers, <laughs> then maybe you won't have to do too much retouching or filtering. But right, just, you just brought up you, you just brought up a great point. You know, it's really all in the application and and the techniques that you yeah. use because you you can achieve that flawless airbrushed look with just your technique. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, blend, 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 and keep on That's blending. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all That's about it. blending, blending, blending. <laughs> I have. Um, I have a couple clients that they like really heavy contour and, like, highlighting, and that's just not my makeup style. Like, it's never been that. Um, I do more of, like, natural, clean. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I struggle with these clients. Like, one of them is a good friend of mine. I'm always like, girl, come on now, please, not today. (laughs) <laughs> She's like, no, I want to look like this, and I want the contour pop, and then I'm like, oh my god. But I really struggle with that because that's just that's not my specialty. That's not my makeup style. So I actually have right. to really put in a lot of effort to achieve that look, and then I'm just cringing like, oh my god, like I can't with this. But some right. people like that look. So I mean, if you're you know, one of those makeup artists that actually do, you know, you have that technique and that's your specialty, then there are people and consumers and clients out there for you, but that's just not for me. So I also feel like people have to find what their, you know, ideal client is. 
Um, and, yeah, because that, someone looking for that look is not for me. I'm not going to be for them, and they're yeah. not going to be for me. <laughs> but you know what? Right. I think sometimes I think that sometimes there are, like, two questions you need to ask them. first one being, you know, what are you trying to achieve with all of the highlighting and contouring, number one? Two, mm-hmm. do you want to look your best? Because if you want to look your best, then it's the, it's the makeup artist's job to, I think, mm-hmm. do whatever corrective makeup is necessary. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not saying you, I'm not saying the makeup artist, you know, shouldn't do any highlighting or contouring, but maybe do the highlighting and contouring that's necessary for the client's particular mm-hmm. face. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. that's just, like, like I said, no no more painting by numbers. You know, none of that. None of the heavy, you know, right. under eye, you know, really super bright under the eye. I mean, you know, people are going like right. five and six shades lighter under the eye. It's just ridiculous. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, right. there's, there's a way of brightening under the eye without doing that. So it's exactly. basically doing, doing a, a corrective beauty makeup so that that client looks their best. And, you know, and you can mm-hmm. give them a little pop. Mm-hmm. If that's like a, you know, just a little bright, little brighter under the eye, that's fine. You can give mm-hmm. them a little pop, you know, but some mm-hmm. of this other stuff is just ridiculous. It's, it's just, I think people it's are just too going much. too far. And then the everyday yeah. woman wants to look like everybody else. And it's mm-hmm. just getting out of hand. And mm-hmm. they don't understand that if they go to work with, this makeup uh, style that some of these people have, they're going to look a little crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're yeah. going to work to be on camera. <laughs> like, otherwise, it's right. not going to work. It's just not going to work. It's so it's so true because, um, you know, living in L.A., you get to see a lot of these girls on Instagram in person. And, mm-hmm. y'all, it is Really, really interesting um, because you, they don't, you don't, they're, they're walking, they don't, they do the same amount of makeup to go to Starbucks for real. Like they do the same <laughs> amount of makeup to go uh, to to Target. And right. um, it looks very, very different in person. Um, I'm like, wow, that's you, you know. But I see, now I can see the lines, you know, it's not soft because there's no filter on it. And um, mm-hmm. it's true, like it's, it's you you can't. It's not. It's it's not. Uh, I don't know. It's not gonna. It doesn't look the same in person. It really doesn't. <laughs> and when I first moved here, I got a big dose of that. I, you know, I, I you know I don't know. I had to adjust. I had mm-hmm. to really really adjust. Because um, a lot of the girls, you know, um, that we do see and follow, you know, um, live here, and it just looks different. It doesn't look the same. So mm-hmm. you're wow. right. Showing up at work with that is gonna be a, a a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, on a more on a more serious note, what do you ladies think about, um, or should I say, not what do you think about, but how should we uh, freelance artists, because, you know, we're all mm-hmm. self-employed. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, I know, Katana, you said you worked for, uh, a big, um, you know, corporation. But for the most part, when you're not working for a company like that, um, and even when you are working for a company like that, you know, but you're also uh-huh. doing outside outside jobs as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How do we all prepare ourselves to have a solid financial 
future. You know, for the most mm. part, for the most part, you know, for for a lot of the jobs that we do, it's not like going to a regular everyday nine to five. You know, um, mm-hmm. for some of us, depending on you know, because because I work for film, you know, for feature film and television, um, every you know, every movie that I work on or every television show that I work on, that's that's considered my employer for, you know, for that moment. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I get insurance, you know, through my union. Uh-huh. A lot of people who, who you know, just do jobs, individual jobs, um, don't have insurance. So if they get sick and have to go to the hospital, you got to pay out of pocket. Um you know, how do we build? How do we build as artists? How do we build so that in the future, you know, we have we have something that we can fall back on. In the future, you know, we have some money put aside in an account. You know, in the future, financially we can feel like we're secure. And I you know, and uh-huh. I'm asking that because you know, everybody may have different ways of of doing things. Before I was a makeup artist, I did work in the corporate arena. And so back then I started a 401k. I also mm-hmm. started I also started an IRA. When my corporate job yeah. folded and I decided I'm not going back to that, I moved everything that was in that 401k into the IRA. You know, so I'm still mm-hmm. working with an IRA. Um, so it's just like, you know, a lot of artists don't think about those things. They're just thinking about going yeah. and doing the job, getting, making sure they get paid for the job, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. after a while, yeah. the, more you do it, the more you do this, the older you get, next thing you know, you look up and you're like 65 years old or something, and you're like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, how much, how yeah. much longer am I going to be doing this? And then when I uh-huh. get to the point where I say enough is enough, uh, what am I going to live off of? Mm-hmm. Right. So, what, do you well, I was going to say an IRA. Yeah. I, I I was going to say before you said an, an IRA. You know, having a financial advisor, and you know, financial mm-hmm. advisors, you know, come free with your bank. Um, mm-hmm. It's not someone you necessarily right. have to pay. You can go into whoever you have an account with, sit down with a financial advisor. And they can set up an IRA, an IRA for you. Um, right. That way, you know, you can have money set aside for, for retirement. You know, um, that's first and foremost. You know. Um, right. But you know, for me, I would say that I an IRA, but also, um, you know, work. Don't just see yourself as a makeup artist, but definitely see yourself as a brand, and mm-hmm. um, creating a brand that is that that is lucrative creating a brand that you can diversify and have, you know, multiple streams of income, you know, um, mm-hmm. that that could be a million things um, mm-hmm. that you feel is true to who you are and to your brand, you know, like not only just behind the brush and having a client, but, you know, thinking of ways and a product, even a product line, setting up an, setting up an e-commerce site, you know, that making money while you sleep is very important to me. You know, that's a a, mm-hmm. a goal because I don't want to mm-hmm. have to always be behind the brush, nor will I be able to be behind the brush, you know, forever. So, you know, being um, diversifying, you know, having multiple streams of income, um, thinking about an e-commerce site, um, something that you believe in and 
And I don't, and I, I'm not one to say, um, if you're a makeup artist, I definitely, I'm not one to say, you know, if you're a makeup artist, you know, have an e-commerce site that has nothing to do with what you do. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't really believe in that because I don't feel like that that's true to who you are. You know, that's kind of like watering down your brand. So I believe in mm-hmm. staying true to your brand and building some sort of site or e-commerce site that is very true to who you are, that builds on your brand, you know, and doesn't water it down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just, you know, two things, you know, that you could do, you know, I'm sure. There's a lot of others, but like that's something that's important to me. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are, those things are very important. And um, like you said, Denise, um, (laughs) or is it Janice? Who am I saying (laughs) right now? Which one of the ladybugs is this? (laughs) I think it's Denise. But uh, (laughs) I, um, you said you wake up and you're 65 years old and you're like, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm not 65, but <laughs> me either. But. I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, what do I do now? Um, mm-hmm. So that is why I decided to um, take on like, a additional role in corporate, um, where I'm not actually full time. I still work as an independent contractor. Um, it's more structured, and I have a certain number of days set there that I know I'm going to get this income or this paycheck for the week. And then the Mm -hmm. other days I work freelance. Um, So that has kind of allowed me to be able to put aside a budget for like medical expenses because I don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas before it was strictly freelancing from job to job and not knowing, okay, three days every week of the month, for 12 months, I'm going to have this particular income from this particular job. I never knew that before. It was just like day to day. So it was right. hard for me to put money aside for medical expenses. And so I am able to do that now. Um, I also had, when I worked for Mac at Nordstrom, um, I had a 401k and I did the same thing as what you did. I, I rolled it over into an IRA. So I had that. Um, and saving is very important, like saving cash, um, because you never know when, like, I mean, God forbid, you might chop your finger off and, like, how are you going to go to work? So having mm-hmm. a cash right. savings is very important, too, um, as well as, like Milo was saying, you have to find different streams of income. Um, if you are, like, a makeup artist and you do well with speaking then you need to, you know, somehow figure out how you can work in some of those speaking engagements mm-hmm. into, you know, what you do because that's going to bring in extra money and revenue as well. So you have to really, instead of focusing on, like, the client and, you know, I'm just a celebrity artist, um, everyday women spend a lot of money. Um, yeah. And that's what I've come to know just working at this company, like consumers, that's where the bulk of the money comes from. And if you have a person, like we all as women, we love beauty and we love makeup and we love fashion and, you know, um, that person is going to spend money with you in order to get a certain look or in order to get, like, the information that she's speaking. Like, she may need some product knowledge. I get people that ask me all the time, oh, my God, what can I do for my hair? Like, your curls are so great. 
I mean, a lot of times I don't charge for that, <laughs> but sometimes I do. So that's just another mm-hmm. way of me adding an extra income. So you have to, I don't know, you have to figure it out. You have to find your niche and you have to find what works for you. Um, but you mm-hmm. can't just do one thing as a freelancer and think you're going to, like, make it um, forever right. like that. It's not going to happen. Right. Yeah, and I think for for me, me, it's um, the same as these ladies have said, um, definitely saving money as well as um, opening up an IRA. That's so important. You can open up your IRA and just make deposits to it, you know, whether you want to do it monthly or quarterly or however you want to do it, but just start making your deposits to the IRA account and um, keep building so that it can work for you while you're working. Uh-huh. Right. And I asked that question yeah, because I, I saw I asked that question because I saw somewhere on I think it was Facebook a couple of weeks ago on one of the group pages and it was um a makeup artist out of Canada was talking about and she was sharing the information with other makeup artists who lived in Canada and basically saying it it was some organization and I forget the name, but the organization based in Canada who was offering uh freelance makeup artists and freelance I think it may have been just makeup artists, but I don't know. It was probably freelance makeup and hair. But it was offering freelance artists um, insurance. And, I, again, mm. I don't remember the name of the organization, um, and I don't know, you know, what it was all about, but they were offering artists insurance. And that's what made me think about it. I'm like, you know, as freelancers, if you don't have an organization such as that one, you know, putting it out there that we offer insurance, to freelancers, you know, how is everybody, you know, paying? You're paying out of pocket. Is it really expensive? Mm-hmm. Or are you thinking about putting, like Katana is doing, putting money aside for something like that? And then not only that, but just saving, opening up IRAs, um, finding other sources of income just um, to, one, to be able to just make it now, mm-hmm. but then also so you can put some money aside um, for the future. So that's mm-hmm. what it just really made me think about that. Just wondering what, um, wondering what you all were doing for that, or or what your thoughts were on it. You know, it's a lot because this this industry. Like when we first started, you, um, Molly, you were saying that you know there was no social media; it was barely internet. And uh-huh. um, but like you said, you were forced to focus on you know learning your craft, learning your craft. But now as yes, things absolutely. have progressed. You know, things have progressed, the years have gone on, and now, you know, it's so much information out there. You know, we have to focus on our craft. We have to focus on um, getting the jobs and um, maintaining. And then now we also have to think about our future. Also, (laughs) you know, uh, our social media following. I mean, it's so much going on in this industry like I would have never thought that all of this would be going on, but I really feel like this, I don't care so much about social media following, you know, um, I don't care about who's doing what. You know, I do care about mm-hmm. um, continuously learning my craft, and I do care about, mm-hmm. you know, saving for the future, and I just think that that's something that's so very, um, very important that we have to make sure absolutely. that we're doing. Let me just uh-huh. say yeah, this. absolutely. Let me say this because, uh, you know, Saving is important. Saving is very important um, because I think you do need those liquid assets if you, you know, if there's like an emergency and things like that. 
but also your cash uh-huh. is not going your cash is not going to grow unless you invest it. That's why yeah, it's important, like, like Myla said, to go into the bank wherever you have an account, sit down with with um with the financial person in your bank, and, and just listen to them talk about what your investment options are. So it's very right. important that you do um you know start making um, some type of investments with your cash. Now, I mean, I agree with just you know building your savings up to a certain point. And, you know, and just making sure you're covered there. But then, you know, then if you want to start, like, investing some cash, that's great. But you have to um, you have to start investing. That's the only way you're going to be rich. <laughs> that's right. Because your money, you Absolutely. know, your money's got to work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, as we were talking about social media, like, you know, it's, <clears throat> there's so many pros to it. There's so many pros, you know. It, it's, there's so many pros that makes it a lot easier for us today than it than it did 20 years ago, you know, because it does give us more options. You know, mm-hmm. you have to, there's one thing to want to have a lot of followers, but the main thing is to understand why it's important for you, mm-hmm. you know, as your brand. And we're all very unique and different. And I, I say to any makeup artist that's just starting or maybe if you're hitting a roadblock, you know, um, my mentor told me, you know, a long time ago uh, when I was in college, no matter what it is I choose to do, you have to create, you have to create a, a specialty in your industry. You have to specialize in something. So, you know, specialize in something set to, to where you set yourself apart, you know, and when you're building your social media, you know, have some goals in mind, like, why do I want to have 10,000 followers? Why do I want to have five? And what am I going to do with those? And now we have social media specialists. You know, you know, contact one of those, and you can talk with a social media specialist that's in college. You know, I have a niece that goes to UNC Chapel Hill, and, you know, that is actually a major now. So you can even sit down mm-hmm. with someone who is majoring in, in, in something that can teach you how to make these numbers work for you and can teach you how to grow your numbers, and that's another you know, uh, another line of income that we didn't have 20 years ago. So I say take advantage Mm -hmm. of all of your opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Um, It may not be great for one thing, but use it to your advantage to what works for your brand and what you specialize in, and it doesn't matter why other people are using it. But use it for your brand and something you believe in and invest that money. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, ladies, I think we've covered it all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we covered a lot. I think Yeah, we, we did. did. <laughs> we covered a lot and um I'm just glad to that you guys were able to join us and share your thoughts and opinions. Um <clears throat> and I'm glad to know that there are artists out there who um, who value their work and value um, you know the the time you guys have spent in the industry um, doing what you do um, and I, you know I heard Katanda say you know talking about the client who wants all the contour. You know, you know th- that's not my expertise. <laughs> you know, that's not my style of, of of makeup. That's not what I do. 
you know, and kind of, you know, really stand on that. You know, there are some people who will waver and, you know, they'll go knowing that that person is going to look a hot mess, you know, and knowing that, (laughs) that, you know, knowing that that's not the right look, that's not the right thing Uh and not the right look and not afraid to say, you know, this this is not going to work. That's right. Because there are a lot of artists out there who, who will waver and they want to, you know, just do whatever just to have the client, just to make the money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people do what, what they feel they have to do. Um, but I, I love it when artists can say, you know what, this is not, I'm not the artist for you and you're not the client for me. Mm-hmm. So, that's absolutely, absolutely. And I so just that was, like that, that client will, will come around. Like I've had clients like you, Katana, that, you know, really wanted um, you know, like strong, strong highlight, strong contour, you know, like they were like, I don't care, you know, if you don't blend it, I just want to see it. But then, you know, um, <laughs> if you do, if you do a soft beat on them and they, you know, all they have to do is post that picture and then they get like this overwhelming, you know, great response. Like, wow, you look so pretty, you mm-hmm. look younger, you look uh-huh. and glowy, wow. You know, then it's like, some people really need that reassurance from other people. Exactly. And um, right. then they'll come back to you. They're like, you know what? Um, you know, you were right. You know, I really like what you did for mm-hmm. me. Or, you know, maybe, you know, they'll come to you when they have something specific that they want to look natural and, you know, glowy for opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, harder for. You know, I have clients that just come to me specifically for certain things now. They may not come to me all uh-huh. the time, and that's okay, but they definitely will come right. to me for certain projects where they know, like, I'm going to appreciate that natural beat, and, I, I, you know, I want it. So you don't have uh-huh. to, uh, you know, we can stand strong on what it is we believe in and specialize in, and people will know right. that. Right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. and they will um, respect you more for that, too. They will. Absolutely. Absolutely, they will. Because, Absolutely. I mean, some people will just send you out there like that, knowing <laughs> that you will look a hot mess, but they want to get paid for it. So, all right, mm-hmm. I'll make her look yeah. like a hot mess. I just need my paycheck. And that, that's, I'm a little more passionate than that. Like, it's just not about the money for me. I'm truly passionate. So I want to help you be your, you know, put your best face forward and, be your best. Right. Um, when I used to work in the salon, this is way before the natural hair, uh, I don't know, craze or like, I don't know what it's called, but everyone uh-huh. was getting relaxers. And so I had some clients that didn't need relaxers. And I would tell them like, no, I'm not giving you a relaxer just because it's in four weeks. You're, you don't need one. Like, I'm not going to give it to you. And they would argue with me, and they would be all pissed off, and I would be upset. <laughs> but then after a while, they would come back and say, oh, my gosh, Katan, I really appreciate my hair is so much healthier. Like, and now mm-hmm. they're totally natural. They're like, you were right back then. Like, I never needed that relaxer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I told you that. <laughs> so right. it's just a matter of, yeah, just a matter of wanting the best for your and not mm-hmm. just wanting to get the paycheck. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And and for me, that's a walking billboard. There, you know, your clients yeah. are walking billboard, so your name is on that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to make sure they look their best. And your name is on yep. it forever now because hence social media. <laughs> <laughs> right. Out there exactly. 
forever and ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> now, ladies, um, shout out where where people can find you guys on social media. Um, you can find me, uh, Myla, at Makeup by Myla on Twitter, at Makeup by Myla on Instagram, um, at Myla Thomas, um, Myla Thomas Makeup on uh, Facebook. That's my business page, and that's spelled M-I-L-A. And you can find me, Katanda J, on Instagram and Twitter, at Katanda J, and that's spelled C A T A A N D A J and at Katanda J on Facebook. All right. All right. Thank you, ladies, very much. We really appreciate you guys spending your Sunday evening with us. Thank you so much. Appreciate your comments, and um, hopefully, people listening out there um, learned a little something and. you know, I always do every Sunday, no matter what we're talking about. But um, hopefully everyone learned a little something and um, something that will help them move forward and make better decisions um, in in beauty. So, again, mm-hmm. thank you, ladies. Um, thank any you. Any last words before we go? Um, I, you know, thank you for having Thank you for having me and giving me a platform to share what I really love and um, and believe in. I appreciate the platform because that's what it's all about. It's all about inspiring and teaching and uplifting, and it's all about unifying as women, you know. I'm here. Absolutely. Reach out to me. DM me anytime. You can email me anytime with any questions. I will try to respond to everybody with any questions you may have because mm-hmm. that's what I'm here for. I'm here uh-huh. to to help, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Thank you so much. And the same for me. I um I love getting inboxes and DMs and questions about hair, makeup, um, how to get started, where I started, where can you start? Um, I love the kids, so I love being a mentor to the little kitties and teenagers out there. So reach out to me if you'd like, and I'm always available. Nice. All right. Thank you, beautiful women, so much. We really appreciate you, ladies. Um, I got an early call time on set tomorrow, so. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, thank you, ladies, and I know we spent a little extra time tonight, so hopefully that doesn't hurt you guys in any way. Um, no. We went over the hour, Not at but all. it was all Not good. I was waiting so. for more. No. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Talk for days about makeup. Yeah, right. right. We'll have to we'll have to plan for another for another chat with the four of us, maybe in a maybe um like next quarter or something. Yes. Bye. You can follow us on social media. Um, I am Janice Tunnell on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And you can follow my sister Denise at Denise Tunnell on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all things social media at D-E-N-I-S-C-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. 
LL. So, again, I thank you guys for tuning in. Do you have anything you want to say real quick before we leave? Yes, I do. Um, Don't forget, you can follow Beauty Talk on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Twitter, we're Beauty underscore Talk. And here on Instagram, um, which is where everybody is, uh, we are Mm -hmm. Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. All right. And I mentioned last uh, last week that we're going to be doing – Beauty Talk Live from Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we haven't yes. started it yet. I believe we're going to try for this coming up week, but we will keep you posted and let you know well ahead of time so that you you can you guys can uh, tune in live with us and watch. We're just going to be sharing um, beauty news and probably come with, you know, a topic for the day as well. But as of right now, this has been a wonderful night. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. Um, Thank you again to uh, Katanda James and Myla Thomas for joining us, and um, it's been fun. We had a great we had a great night, great topics, great conversations. Um, great to hear everyone's feedback and what you know what everyone thinks um, you know about what's going on in the beauty industry. Um, for those of you who we talked earlier in the beginning of the show about um, Fenty Beauty and some of the products. So if you've, if you've purchased some products from Fenty Beauty, let us know what, what you think. You know, send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com or um, post something on our Facebook page or something like that and let us know what you um what you think. We'll be glad to uh, glad to hear what you got to say. All right, I was trying to play the commercial, but trying to talk all at the same time. So <laughs> hold on a second, commercial. Um, but just let us know what you um, what you guys think. All right, so I'm going to get back to the commercial before we leave. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Has a lifestyle brand and online boutique that curates custom products for aromatherapy, face and body, and your home. Our lines include mindfulness aromatherapy sprays, MM Skin Face and Body Care, and custom artwork by Art by Lena. The M Studio Life is the lifestyle behind the brand. On the blog, blog, and through the podcast, you will receive information, tips, and content that will show you how to live a life of balance through self-care, travel, culture, and so much more. Go to www.mstudio8.com to sign up for 20% off your first order. And exclusively for Beauty Talk listeners, sign up and receive an additional 10%. Use code BEAUTYTALK30 at checkout. MStudio 8 is excited to bring you custom products and content that will help you to be mindful, be present, and be you. All right. Thank you, MStudio Inc. And thank you guys for tuning in. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. And have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody.